You're listening to Mind Over Money, presented by Waymaker. I'm Lockie. I'm Tim. And I'm Archie. Today, we're giving you 10 ideas of how to save money now. Hey, Tim. Hey, Archie. Hey, Lockie. G'day, Lachlan. G'day, Tim. So today is a quick discussion on how to save money now. Archie, um, start us off. Why is it important that we save money now? So we've got the government pushing up interest rates to reduce how much money's in the economy and to slow things down. Reduce they're out, they're out to reduce inflation uh, because things mm. you know things got overheated in the economy there. So now they're trying to pull things back. So saving some money now. Like, because that's all the government's trying to do is is pull money back out of the economy again. So, for us to actually start saving money now, putting money away, is a really good time to do this. Because one, we've got high interest rates to get paid on that money that we're saving, and and mm. number two, we're going to pull it back out of the economy to help get that economy back to where it should be, and hopefully get the interest rates starting to come down again. So we can all do our part to yeah look after the economy and and work together to get things working better for each of us. Yeah, true. Tim, are you doing your part to help the economy? <laughs> I thought you were going to say to help this podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a really interesting angle there, Archie. And I think that what we can do personally is go through a stage of saving. And it's, it's good to gamify things, as we often talk about on this podcast. So I think today we're going to talk about 10 ways that we can save money now. Mm. So right, shall we? let's do it. Get started. I might start yeah. with the first one. Okay. So the first way to save, or maybe even make money, make money is is if you spring cleaning. I've got a one and a half year old, and he is just in everything. And the other day, he found a nice mirrorless camera that I forgot about, and quite a good quality lens. And uh. I was like, I could sell this on Facebook Marketplace. So I yeah. guess the first thing we could do is is maybe if you have some good quality items that you really don't use anymore jump onto marketplace however you're selling it at a, obviously a discount it's cheaper hmm. um but also that's a great way to build a bit of funds um towards your goals yeah time to do a spring clean i think sell some stuff quick way to make some money and save some money save some money if you're buying things as well um hmm. certain items yeah. i found like furniture pieces uh when we moved into our first home we had some silverwood furniture uh that's a type of furniture and uh, we actually bought the the remaining pieces off marketplace at about seventy percent less than the normal price, and they were all from local people within probably five kilometers of us. And the items were almost brand new, but for whatever reason they'd moved into a home and it didn't quite fit. We came along and, and picked up those items, and they've been great. So I I find things like you know marketplace are great for when you're shopping around for furniture. You can potentially pick up a piece almost new for a lot less than the retail price. Yeah, we're, we're doing a bit of a spring clean as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. It's a good way of moving stuff on. Yeah, give it a second life. Okay, second way you can save money. So we've talked about stuff. Let's talk about services. You know, selling your skills is a great way to bring in an extra $100, even $200 a week in income. So whether it's, you know, cleaning the house, dog walking, tutoring, just basic things. You know, if you're going to start up a lawn mowing business, you're going to need some gear, some insurance. You know, there's some risk involved. 
So you, you probably want to look at services that are low risk, you know, almost no startup costs, you know, just based on your current skill set. Yeah. Yeah. Although you could, um, you know, if you've got an elderly neighbor and you're going to mow their lawn for them, you know, and charge them for that, that's, that's usually pretty low risk, you know, to go yeah, in and, that's true. and do that sort of thing. I think you just got to assess what ris- what your risk is <laughs> when, you know, but if it's only just, you know, some basic quick money, uh, it usually should be low risk there. But we do need some rain if you want to mow grass. <laughs> True. <laughs> yep. We need yeah. more rain. And if you're in part of your little local, like, Facebook group, which I am, I see teenagers on there all the time offering their services, whether that's mm. dog walking or tutoring. I think it's a great it's a great way to be in the community and help out. And I think people are excited to help out locals and pay for services of, mm. the, of people they know. So it's yeah. a great way to build rapport. The other good one in the local area, like you're just talking about, Tim, is uh, babysitting. You know, you can pick up mm. some good teenagers to do babysitting for you uh, when you want to go out for your anniversary or any, any special occasions. Mm. Yeah, that's in demand in our area. Uh, all you need is a blue card for that. Mm. You've got to think about what skills do I have now? And for example, like my wife's Chinese. So she started tutoring Mandarin a couple of years ago and she started with just a, a few clients a week. And now she has over a dozen clients. In fact, a waiting list of clients. And she's charging good hourly rates now to do that. So yeah, think about what skills that you have that you can maybe turn into a, a tutoring business on the side and help others. Okay, what's another one? Let's talk about food then um, obviously we talk a lot about our groceries and shopping on Waymaker. If you go back to the podcast archives, you can find it about buying generic brands. So rather than buying, you know, the, all the brands that have spent all the excess on advertising to make mm-hmm. you want to buy more of their brands, just buying premium, the generic premium brands, premium yeah. brands. And premium doesn't always mean, mean premium quality. So just looking through the different options and looking at the generic mm. brands of the supermarket, wherever you're shopping, I think mm. there's a lot of money that can be saved. Yeah, I think you were looking at this this week, eh, Lucky? That quite yeah, a bit, I, th- I think it was Choice uh, found you can save almost half on your weekly grocery spend. So if the average Australian, I think CanStar was saying the average Australian, if they're spending $160 a week on groceries, that means you could save almost $80 just by switching to you know, basic branded items for your basic items on a grocery bill instead of buying those premium brands. You can almost cut your grocery bill in half. You know, that, that could be $80 easily a week you could save on your groceries. Yep. Because you could also switch switch supermarkets. Switching supermarkets, going to somewhere like Aldi where there is no options can really help if, if you, <laughs> yeah. you know, because when you go into the, the main supermarkets to buy those plain brand items or generic brand items, you've got to look down the bottom of the shelf to, to see them. Uh, whereas when you go to LD, there's just no choice. You know, it's, it's just, you know, you've only got the one packet of biscuits to buy, uh, the one lot of milk, the one lot of everything. So, mm. which, which is part of the reason what, you know, what makes LD so cheap. Mm. Although I've noticed that LD are introducing their own premium brands now. So you've got to wow, watch mm. out for that. Oh. But, but when Choice did the research on this as well, they, they did find <laughs> that when they compared the 29 regular household items, like a shopping basket, they found that you could save almost 54% by going to Aldi. Yeah. So yeah. Those, plain, those plain items uh, were a lot cheaper. Yeah. Wow. Okay. But, but we've, also, we've also got those other supermarket options where there's your big um, fruit shop type ones where they also sell the milk and the bread and 
and all the other mm. household type items that you regularly buy and they can be selling them quite cheap too. Yeah, big bulk discount meat shops. Mm. Um, I've also found the there's some 24-7 Asian supermarkets in Brisbane that sell really cheap fruit and veg mm. and they're open 24-7 for some reason. So you can go get your broccoli <laughs> at two in the morning. <laughs> okay, uh, let's talk about tech now. So one obvious way to save money here is, is to ditch your big telco. You know, we often get stitched up in these flash new phone plans, but what happens is we get stitched up in the actual plan itself, which can be quite expensive and we're paying more than we need to. So we can switch to a SIM only month to month plan. I did this years ago and never looked back. So I just buy my phones outright, go on a month to month SIM only plan, and I find that they're way, way cheaper. Uh, same applies for internet. Um, you know, NBN is agnostic, so you can use it with any provider. It's just a technology. Mm. So you, you can switch around and find, you know, we switched to a brand. I won't say which one, but uh, I think we're saved over $100 a month on our phone and internet combined compared to what we had with the big telcos before. And the, yeah. the funny thing is a lot of these new challenger brands in the telco space, they're using the Telstra or the Optus network, but, you know, they're wholesaling it. So they're able to, you know, streamline their product offering and offer a cheaper rate. So, yeah, mm. you can be paying 30 bucks a month for your phone like I do and be getting all the similar features to a, a big telco plan that could be double the price. Yeah, I've been I've been seeing people spend up to $500 a month on their telco and that's just for two mm. two maybe three phones plus plus internet. That's a lot of money uh per month, you know, that's $6,000 a year. And the sort of money we're talking about here, uh you know, you're dropping back to like 100 bucks a month is all you really need to be spending. And so, so you're back to twelve hundred dollars a year instead of six grand a year. Hmm. Yeah, there's some huge savings to be made there. But you got to go back to using older tech. You know, so you don't want the brand new phone. You want the phone that's a couple of years old, hmm. so that you get it at a good price. Yeah. And again, because you're saving and paying for it with cash, you can generally find a good deal. Yeah, a couple of years ago, I I bought my iPhone eleven or twelve, whatever it is. And I bought it when the new iPhone came out so that the current mm. or the two models old one is always discounted that same yeah. week. Mm. You know, yeah. right now we've got another new phone that's come out. So you'll probably find that a couple models down, they'll all be on sale this week. So you can just go pick up a phone a lot cheaper. This can be a great reason to get, you know, to get some savings in place at the moment. So you can buy your phone outright and yeah. get off the roller coaster that just keeps taking you around with a lot of expense for no real benefit. And speaking of tech, um, we can also trade in our old devices. So laptops, phones, iPads, uh, you can trade them in for cash. There's some really reputable services online where they just mail you out a bag, you pop that item in, mail it back, they give you an assessment and they give you money in the bank. But it's not just saving money. There's actually rare minerals in that tech. Mm. And so they're quite valuable and that's why they give you money for mm. your old phones and your old iPads. They can extract those minerals back out and recycle them and, and melt them down. So it's good to know. You know, it gets batteries out of landfill, puts some money back in your pocket as well. Mm. Archie, transport's a big area of our finances. What can we do to save in that space? Yeah, this, the sort of stuff we've been seeing where people are really saving is 
going from say two vehicles back to one vehicle, uh, and then shifting over to you know getting to work on electric scooter or an electric bike or even a mm. motorbike, and that's that's actually saving like in Toowoomba. You know, we're seeing you know, instead of paying parking every day when you take your car to work, uh, you know, the motorbikes are free or the the scooter, mm. you know, or the push bike, you know, is is free parking. They're they're a good way to go. Uh, you're getting rid of a second car, you know, which is they're costly. They're, you know, we've we've seen the car costs in the last sort of four years jump from costing you know somewhere around say five grand a year to ten grand a year per car, and on average mm, running costs, yeah, yeah, and that that's a hundred bucks a week increase. So so you, you know you're paying two hundred dollars a week just to have a car and run around in it. Yeah, but it's also cutting down on the time that you're spending in the car. Say you live a bit out in the suburbs, but you're sort of near a train line. Maybe you drop from two cars to one car and your partner drops you at the local train station on their way to work or on the way in the morning. Then you mm. catch the train into the city or wherever you're working. You know, you might free up 30 minutes sitting in traffic. You can actually sit on the train and do some work, read a book, you know, mm. actually, you know, relax, uh, listen to a podcast or something like that and not be stuck in traffic and burning fuel as well. So you mm. might find that the transports, and often the transport is much cheaper than driving. A couple of dollars to catch a train or, or the bus is quite quite affordable in Brisbane and major cities as well. So yeah. it might take you a little bit longer. You know, there's <laughs> that convenience trade-off, um, but you can save a lot of money there. And that's what this is all about is what can we do to save some money? So, yeah, there's always got to be trade-offs. So I think we're on number seven, possibly. So, yeah, <laughs> we lost track, track there. <laughs> <laughs> Next, we'll talk about debt and um, this is kind of a large one, so I just really want to define what we're talking about here. This is kind of debt consolidation. So if you've got multiple debts, it is possible to consolidate those, put those together. I'm talking about car loans, credit cards, student loans, even your HEX, mm. and or buy now, pay, pay later, or like we mentioned before, phones, if you're on that phone cycle. But we've got to understand the purpose behind consolidating the debt. And in a lot of cases, it does actually free up a bit more cash flow. It really depends on the situation. But what is the goal here? And if it's to consolidate so you can spend more, then maybe that's not going to help your situation. But you can consolidate mm-hmm. so you can pay down that debt faster. And it's more simple in your mind. But not only that, you can practically pay it down quicker. And it's there's a purpose behind it. Like, okay, I want to buy a home, but I have these five different debts that look terrible mm. my credit score and reducing my serviceability if i can really tackle this by consolidating those debts um mm. we can hit those goals earlier yeah so that's that's one you want to talk to a mortgage broker about and, and get a professional to help you consolidate those debts but you're mm. right it's there's got to be a purpose behind it um such as you know getting ready to buy a home uh, mm. and, and yeah, the problem with having multiple debts is they're all coming in at different times and it really adds confusion to your cash flow because you're paying multiple debts and you don't really know where the money's going and it makes it hard to save regularly. So, you know, consolidating into one simple repayment can give you that clarity and that confidence back to, to move towards a goal like buying a home because you yeah. know that debt's going to get paid off in a fixed amount of time and, and, and it's back in your control. Yeah, especially today too, when you when you're wanting to buy a home, your hex debt, you know, your student debt is being counted, which is reducing your ability to borrow to buy a home. So, so you've got to be very careful around, you know, how much debt you're actually carrying, uh, so that you can make sure that you can get the money that you need to buy your home. Mm, yeah. Okay, subscriptions. That's another one. Uh, let's talk about that. 
this is where you've got to look at your bank statements and see what the hell's coming out. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> we do tend to forget what subscriptions we have. Yeah. There's been this focus to create subscription model businesses. And this has really exploded during COVID as well. And as a result of all that, we've got all of these little subscriptions that we've added, these, you know, everything plus in our life now, you know, whether it's streaming services, or we've got gaming services, premium apps, fitness apps, gym memberships unused, even memberships for shopping. You know, you pay hmm. you pay the shop more to get a discount. I don't get that one, but uh, <laughs> you know, points points subscriptions, all all these different kinds Point of subscription. subscriptions mm. have, have been created in recent years. And they might all seem like little costs individually, but they can actually add up quite a bit. So I guess the point here is I think we need to do a digital cull every couple of months, actually see what we're using, what we're not using. And if we're not sure, maybe just hit the cancel button and, you know, see if we miss it in a couple of months. And if we've totally forgotten about it, then it was probably good to see it go. (laughs) So, you know, that includes software, you know, memberships, um, services, online services, digital services. Uh, Yeah, yeah, we've really got to look at what what we're signed up to. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And I think something you got to make it fun. I think maybe this is my personality, but I like I like a challenge. So maybe it's like, okay, all these viewing subscriptions, I'm like, okay, let me cut them. And I'm going to try read more and and give mm. a time frame. I'm going to do it for three months and mm. make it a challenge. And then often yeah. by the end of that, I'm like, okay, you know what? I don't even miss it. <laughs> or Or I can go back with a challenge that makes it more fun, more enjoyable. I know a family that they only subscribe to, you know, the Disney and the Netflix uh, for the kids on the school holidays. And then Mm. as soon as those holidays are over, they, they can them. And Mm. then they take their kids to the local library and they get them to pick their favorite (laughs) books. And so they're reading books at nighttime. And then when school holidays comes around, the kids know again, okay, sign up for Disney again and, and watch, watch our favorite shows. <laughs> but yeah, makes it fun. You know, you've got to have everything in balance, yeah. especially with entertainment subscriptions. Mm. Yeah, just on that one, like if, if you check your phone and have a look at all the apps on your phone and figure out which ones actually have subscriptions attached to them, uh, you could be pretty shocked. Because like yeah. I've even got gardening apps and stuff that are subscriptions. Yeah, it's amazing what subscriptions are out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are. Even these like apps that track your time or journaling apps, yeah. all these subscriptions attached to them. Everything's yep. got to be the pro level to access all the features. Mm. Um, yeah. So yeah, we can be spending money on all, all kinds of things. Yeah. And, and the dangerous ones can be the yearly ones. You don't see them. Because mm. yeah. they just come through once a year. Around. Yeah. Mm, that's true right Uh, so the next one's uh, general insurances general insurances most of us would be feeling a bit of pain from this one at the moment because uh, the insurance industry due to all the things that are happening worldwide the insurance costs are going up because when it comes to general insurance we have a system where there's reinsurance so we might be insured through a company here in Australia but we don't realise that there's a big conglomerate company behind that company who reinsures everything worldwide. So the fires that we're seeing over in Canada at the moment, uh, yeah, they're affecting our insurance premiums. And then cyclones, uh, you know, tornadoes, all the rest of them that are going on around the world, they're all affecting our insurance premiums too. So now's the time to really look at your general insurances. This is your car insurance, your house insurance, contents insurance, uh, even your health insurance. 
and start to yeah have a good look at those and compare and get some quotes because mm. what the general insurance companies tend to do is push up premiums every year mm-hmm. uh, and they do that specifically so that they've you know always got a bit of room to move and so when you mm-hmm. ring them and say hey look I, I need a better price on my premium they're quite often ready to drop their premiums yeah yeah the th- thing to remember with insurance is we're we're out to protect the big items if if we need to replace the couch we should be able to pay for that you know ourselves uh we don't want insurance company to be paying for that or paying for an ipad or something but we do want the insurance company to pay for uh, you know a kitchen fire or uh an exploding water pipe that you know that destroys half the house uh those are the things we want the insurance yeah. company to pay for cuz they're outside of our ability to cover those things uh cuz if you think about a kitchen renovation it could be 50 grand or 100 grand so you definitely want to have the insurance to cover that. And and the thing is, you know, that we should remember with general insurance is that like every every company, they're out to make money. And so the places they make money can be by, you know, getting you to take out a policy, which is uh, an accidental policy, which means they're covering everything, you know, that you could accidentally break. And you, that, that sort of stuff doubles your premium. And, yeah. and you'll probably won't really claim on it. And, and the reason it doubles your premium is because they're expecting more claims. And so, you know, that's when you're going to end up having to pay more for your insurance. And every time you claim, mm-hmm. your insurance is going to go up. So like we said before, <laughs> 22. the aim is, yeah, we want the insurance there for the big items, not for the small stuff. That's good. Last one we got, uh, bonus 10.5 here, is your personal insurances. So this one you've got to talk to a financial advisor about, but personal insurances, these are your life insurance, your total permanent disability, your trauma and your income protection covers. You need to catch up again with a financial advisor and check how they're going because we have seen quite large premium increases in this area as well, especially for income protection and especially if you're female. So we need to look at those things and keep a check on those as to what premiums we're paying and uh, make sure they're within budget. Okay, that's 10 things, 10.5, if we include the, uh, the extra insurance piece we got in there. So there you go, 10 and a half things, 10 and a half ways or areas actually of your, of your life that you can yeah. save money in. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Archie. Thanks, guys. Yeah, beautiful. Hey, if you have any ways of saving money, uh, let us know. Uh, there's a link in the show notes. You can give feedback or leave comments or ask questions about these discussions that we have every single week. So we would love to hear from you. Just click the link in the show notes and let us know. How are you saving money? Join us next week for the top 10 shadow list ways to save money. That <laughs> includes selling your kidneys or which balance card is the best to buy to start your life of crime. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Let us know too. What are the what are those shadow ways you can save money? The shadow <laughs> we'll, we'll report you to the police. <laughs> I don't know if we can add that bit in, man. Well, thanks as always for listening to Mind Over Money, the podcast that helps Australians have finances that work. We'll see you next week. This podcast is for education purposes only. It's not financial advice. You can head to waymakerpodcast.com.au. There's a link in the show notes if you'd like to connect to one of our trusted wealth partners. They can help you get advice that's tailored to your situation. And remember, if you're looking at insurance, always read the product disclosure statement before choosing a product. 